From the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Desert Toyota of Tucson. No games, no gimmicks, just a great car buying experience. See us at DesertToyota.com or at 7150 East 22nd Street in Tucson. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to TopGolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. The Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd at redbubble.com and let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for someone special. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with locations in Tempe, Pine Top, and our ghost kitchen in Queen Creek. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more, faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skates Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight on the College Hockey West Live podcast on the Podbean app. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a very windy and uh, kind of blustery for uh, for late June, mid-June, whatever it is, uh, here in Palm Springs, California. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big Beautiful palatial estate. I understand he was in the backyard today making sure the servants got everything mowed up and trimmed up and cleaned up around the fire pit. Maybe maybe worked on the gate a little bit and make sure everybody stays out. That's not supposed to be in. Paul, how are you? Um, if I'm the one fixing the gate, then we have bigger problems because I haven't been able to that yet. Um, I didn't say you were fixing it. I said you are making sure that the... Uh, that the servants were getting it done correctly. You know something about you know something about my house that I don't because I don't know about any servants. <laughs> hey, I've seen that backyard, man, and and it's up against the woods. There and there's nobody getting well, close true. to you. I can't argue with that. I, I cannot argue with that. It is up against the woods. Yeah, I can't argue. With <laughs> it is a weird lot next to me. Yeah. <laughs> that you have anyway. One. Well, welcome into College Hockey West Live. Yeah, you got it right. Nothing this time. going on in the College Hockey world, right? No, there never is. Nothing going on too much, you know. Well, I'll uh, tell you. Atlantic Hockey and uh, the women's conference that they kind of co-mingled with, College Hockey America. Uh, They are now one league, um, or at least one office anyway. So, um, I don't know. Um, Apparently... uh, they're going to have uh, Mercyhurst's women's team go play over in Europe. I don't know if that makes any 
some games over there. I don't know if that means anything. So, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know, but you're really quiet, so I can barely hear quiet? you. Quiet? Really? <laughs> there, that's better. That's better. Wow, that boy, either, that. Either I your volume. that all the time. Uh, either that, your volume's down, or you're not talking to the microphone, you're talking to the servants. <laughs> I, yeah. Either way. Either way, yeah, I, I can barely hear you. So. Is that better? Uh, well, we have. <laughs> Why, <Is> not? <laughs> Why not? Why <laughs> not? Anyway, as you know, I have been embedded in professional hockey since uh, the college hockey season came to an end. Um, you know, if my beard gets any longer and my hair gets equally as long, um, I don't know what they're going to do with me. I can't see oh. anything anymore. Um, I just kind of wander around Whatever. in a daze. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and and it's not going to be uh, trimmed yet because uh, there's still two more games to go for uh, two more wins to go for the AHL franchise here in Coachella Valley and uh, one more win to go for our NHL franchise. So there's a very good chance, Paul, that we could have an NHL Stanley Cup in the West and an AHL Calder Cup in the West. Um, good stuff happening. So I said, well, hey, how about way, this? Just, just by the way, just so you, just, yeah. just to throw that in, just to throw it in there, not that they're in the West Coast or anything like that, but um, if Coachella Valley wins, um, that guarantees that the three top professional championships uh, would be one in with teams from quote unquote non-traditional hockey markets because the East Coast was won by Jacksonville or the in, in Jacksonville by the the Everblades, right? Which is a which is a great great logo and name. Uh, they've been around Coachella forever. Val- <laughs> they've been around for a while. If Coachella Valley wins, right? They're in California. And whether it's Vegas or or or, or Florida, that's where the Stanley Cup's going to be. So, uh, yeah, okay. I'm just saying. Everybody screams <laughs> at I know. the commissioner that, uh, oh, he's trying to force this. Okay. <laughs> uh, I agree with you. I will tell you, though, if uh, the wind keeps blowing the way it is here for the next three days, as predicted, yeah. Coachella Valley may not be in California any longer. Uh, okay. Um, the, the entire yeah, valley yeah. might just be blown into Arizona or somewhere because, holy cow, 75-mile-an-hour wind gusts today. normal? Um, no, it's not normal. But, uh, I mean, I as you know, well, I'm staying the in the wind tunnel. Well, I'm in yeah, the wind but, tunnel, but and there's there's wind turbines out here for a reason because they don't put them here if there's no right. wind. But this 75 mile an hour wind stuff, I'm swear. Last night, Paul, a couple of times I thought the top of the hotel was going down. I went to put gas on this today, and the gas pumps were moving, and it nice. wasn't an earthquake. Nice. It was just straight line winds. So it's been unbelievable. So anyway, as we were we were trying to decide how we were going to format this show. I said, how about we reach out to Coach Greg Powers at Arizona State because he's got some stuff going on and right. lots of stuff to talk about. Hopefully and, oh, yeah, members. by the way, his goaltender um, is making his mark and could very well be the Calder Cup MVP if this thing ends the right way. Well, uh, I mean, 
you know, I don't I don't want to be the guy that says anything. Um, you know, I it's like um baseball announcers talking about no hitters. Oh shush. Shush. You think Joey Decord cares at all about that? I listen, I don't know. I, I don't ask him how stitious he is. He could be very stitious or a little stitious. I don't know. Joey Decord just plays a game. <laughs> and okay. uh, that's what we love about him. Um, so we'll talk to Coach Powers about that to start the show when we get him on here in just a few minutes. And then um, he remembers. And then <laughs> and then we'll uh, we'll talk about what's going on at Arizona State Hockey because there's all kinds of things from the schedule release to the, the players he's added from the portal, um, from coaches. Um, from all different kinds of things happening. So yeah. we got to get caught up to date on what's going on at Arizona State. Uh, I know you're the alum, and, and you'll, you'll run away with it when, when he comes on. But uh, i gotta, I got to talk to him about Joey. Because, Paul, I was thinking back um, when I started this company and started covering Arizona State hockey, right. I've had the chance now in the last seven, eight years to see the hockey maturity of Joey Decord at two different levels at two different times. I watched him mature from a junior player to an NCAA player and then make the move to professional hockey. But this season, Paul, this season, I watched him mature from about December 18th until right now um, from a professional hockey player that was pretty good to a, a professional hockey player that's gone to the next level. Um, the Seattle Kraken uh, have a goaltender for a long, long time if they choose to go that route. I know Philip Grubauer is there. I know they're paying him a bunch of money. But what uh, what Joey Decord has got done? This is incredible, incredible. Well, let's 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 um, let's 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 look at it this way. Um, you know, in a couple of weeks, a draft is coming up, and. Um, you sit there and 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 the one thing that that hockey people always talk about is how it takes longer for defensemen and goalies to develop and you know that's no different here um you know it's not you know this is not his draft year he's not being drafted but um you know it takes goalies and defensemen a few years of playing professional hockey to be comfortable in their skin because it's completely different. You know, you get more exposed. Coaches take less risk. So it takes a little while. Even if you're a a top five or a top 10 pick as a defenseman, uh, most of the time you're not going right into 25 minutes worth of ice time in a game. Maybe you'll get there, you know, midway through that rookie season, depending on the team you're on and how you develop, et cetera. But for the most part, that doesn't happen. And same thing goes with goalies. Right? It, 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 I mean, their goalies tend to play later, right? Especially in the last five or ten years as, as conditioning and 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 fitness gets better. Um, the 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 experience catches up with the age. 
And if a goalie's not a regular goalie in the NHL until they're 26 or 27, that's not unusual anymore either. But it's also not unusual for them to play until their mid to late 30s anymore. Yeah, that's uh, that's. I mean, there are true. always crazy exceptions. I mean, like you know, Mark Andre Fleury is is is, is forty. <laughs> he's right? sixty seven. He's sixty seven. Like yeah, but yeah, and I mean, still playing. Point. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, so so anyway, what my my experiences that I've seen with Joey Decord is, I think he had a lot of expectations put on him just strictly from his pedigree and from the fact that his father's a darn good goaltending instructor. Um, but that doesn't mean that things don't have to come together. And Joey told me last night that um, he doesn't know if he'll ever have a better team support around him than he has this year. That's saying something because he's got a lot of years left to play, but he said the team around him this year has made his job so much easier that, um, uh, <laughs> and it's kind of a love fest both ways because that's what Joey says. And the players, the skaters and the defensemen, the forwards and the defensemen, will tell me that, uh, you know what, without Joey, we'd be nowhere. Not only because he is a great goaltender, but he's actually a sick skater on the ice, the way he moves the puck. And I've told people for the last three, four years, he might be the best puck-moving goaltender in not only the NHL, the AHL, but anywhere in professional hockey. So that's that's my... That's my take on it. I mean, they, they've changed the way goalies handle the puck <laughs> uh, with the trapezoid. Yeah, but there's um, there's people that handle the that puck, the, and then there's Joey Decor. No, 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 no. And I mean, uh, Marty Brodeur kind of forced those kinds of changes, and 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 there's no doubt that in, in the 20 years or so uh, since they started doing that, and Brodeur retired, that. Uh, I don't think I've seen a goalie that handles the puck better. Uh, I might have missed it, but I haven't seen it. So I hear you. Well, speaking of goalies and good ones, we have one coming on with us right now. We've got the head coach from Arizona State University, Greg Powers, joining us. Coach Powers, how are you? How's your summer been so far? Who's the good goalie joining? <laughs> well, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Summer's great. Summer's really good. It's it's been very busy and and uh I am sure we'll get into it, but but I think you could argue probably our most productive summer as a program. So we're 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 uh we're in a good place. That's good. Right. We're we're looking forward to hearing that, but before that, I'm gonna give you some numbers because I don't know if you know this or not, but since the, the NCAA season ended I've pretty much been embedded here at uh, Palm Springs, California for the better part of two and a half months. And um, you've got a goaltender that you sent on to uh, via uh, the senators to the Kraken organization. And I'm going to read you some numbers, coach. These are from the first two games of the Calder Cup finals. 120 minutes, 58 saves, two shutouts, one assist, and more points than anybody on the opposing roster. <laughs> Can you tell me yeah. who that is? Yeah, I think we know who that is. <laughs> well, here's the bigger uh, question, Coach. Is it more shocking that um, he's got the two shutouts or that when they were down, when when it was a six-on-four the other night uh, and he had the puck that he actually tried to shoot the puck to go in? Which is the bigger surprise? 
it, it neither. The, the the latter is absolute. The, the latter is absolutely no surprise whatsoever. But, um, yeah, he's a special kid. He's a great player, and I think uh, I think hopefully two more wins, and uh, you know we'll have seen the last of Joey Decord in the American Hockey League moving forward. Coach, let me tell you this because I've had a chance to 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 visit with Dan Bilesma a lot, and he's told me since. I don't know, February, <laughs> that Joey Decord is their best player. Uh, last night in the press conference, I, I asked him again, I said, is Joey right now, the past two games, as dialed in as you've ever seen him? And he kind of looked at me and he goes, you know, he's our MVP for a reason. And, um, you know, I was telling Paul before you came on that uh, Joey says this may be the best team he's ever been surrounded with. Uh, because they give him so much support. But he also said that, um, or his teammates say that without Joey, they wouldn't be where they're at, and not just because he can stop the puck, but because he can move the puck. Yeah, well, that's where Joe, Joey's always been at his best when he knows his his team, obviously, and his coaches believe in him, but but the, more importantly, depend on him. You know, and 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 he he's the ultimate team guy. All he wants to do is win. He's gen genuinely the goalie that you know you won't see a different demeanor in him if he wins six to five or or one to nothing. He just wants to win. So anything he can do to help his team, he, he's always been that way. He's a team guy first. He, he's he's there's no me guy and 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 any ounce of that in his DNA. And he's um. He's just, it's been fun to watch. You know, it's been a lot of fun to watch. And I know how much he likes that team. I mean, he, he was excited to get called up when they were here at Mullet. And then he went and, and obviously started when they played up in Vegas. But um, he, he actually said to me, I spent a lot of time with him when he was here, that he was, uh, you know, he, he obviously w- wants to be called up. It's where he wants to be. But how much he he, he loves that team and, and Coachella Valley and, how good of guys they are and, and just that's just his team. So he, he's doing great things. And, and again, we're hopefully two wins away from, from seeing him win a championship. Coach. I think not only will he win a championship coach, but I think he's going to be the MVP and I don't want to jinx it, but <clears throat> goodness <throat> gracious, he, what he has done has been unbelievable. Um, the other thing is he's won over this fan base. And I'm sure you're not surprised at that. Um, the, the Joey chance start, the moment he w- skates onto the ice for warmups, and they continue until everybody's off. And we're talking um, Coachella Valley set records for for Calder Cup playoffs this year in attendance in their first year. So they're averaging, uh, I think they they're almost ten thousand per night, um, and the last two have been sellouts. So it's pretty crazy. But one final thing that I want to say is I've had the privilege and the honor uh, of watching him. And I told Paul this also. Uh, I, th- I think he's developed at two different stages. You tell me if I'm close on this, but I watched him develop in your program from a junior goaltender to an NCAA star. Then I watched him a second time this past six, seven months develop from a really good professional goaltender to an NHL goaltender. Yeah, am I close on that? No, you're exactly right. It, it, it take. I mean, goalies take time to season, you know, and and and. Uh, a lot of them. That's what that's what needs to happen, and and it's what he did with us. His his, his freshman year, he was he was average at best. You know, his, his sophomore year, he was average, and then his junior year, he was a superstar. And 
So it's the same thing at the pro level. You know, it, it's it's taken a little bit of time for him to find his way and find his confidence and and do all the things that he's doing. But he's found it, and and I think he's going to be an NHL goalie starting next year on a permanent basis. Okay, one Coaches. final thing. Paul, hold one. <laughs> I got to tell Coach one final thing. Coach, I walked into the media room last night, and um, I was getting ready to do an interview with their in-game host, and. Uh, Boy, that guy looks familiar. Who is it? And I look closer, I look closer, and before I could say anything, this young man got up and came over and gave me a big bear hug, and I said, Chris Grando? <laughs> and he yeah, said, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, had a, we had a good little visit, and um, he, I said, he said, my girlfriend works for the, uh, for the Oakview group, and I'm over here now, and um, I'm working with the ice crew. So uh, I, I, he goes, it's kind of fun because I get to trip Joey all the time. <laughs> oh, you mean it was it – was, so, you, you're talking about P.J. Morocco, I think. I lost you. Yeah. Yeah. P.J.? Uh, are you there? P.J. Morocco? Yeah, it's P.J. Morocco. I'm so, yeah, I'm sorry. There. Yeah, not Chris. Not oh, Chris. Geez. P.J. Oh, P.J. Man. Morocco. I'm sorry. I was – that was my bad coach, PJ Morocco. Yeah, PJ was there and gave me this big bear hug. I thought, I, I I'm sorry, I was thinking Chris Grando and it was PJ, <laughs> but yeah, you're correct. And yeah, uh, no, boy, does he funny. does he clear the ice nice and and he likes to chirp Joey. He said between uh, between periods. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, he's a great kid. That's awesome. Yeah, imagine that. There's chirping on the ice. I can't imagine that at all. That doesn't happen, well, does it, coach. <laughs> No, never, never, no, especially no. with teammates. Yeah, no, I know. All right, so, all right, Paul, go ahead. All right, so, all right, Coach, so uh, first things first. Um, you brought in a new assistant coach in 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 uh, in, in uh, Dana Borges. Yep. Um, was there – I mean, I'm sure he's not the only guy you looked at, um, were there specific reasons why um, he's the first change you made to a coaching staff since you? Yeah, you know, I mean, it was uh, it was eight years of the same staff, and it was probably something that we we were going to do uh, after the the second tournament team, you know, made the tournament, and right. you know, probably, but COVID just kind of stalled a lot of things with us and everybody, and. and and so it's just it's you know it just didn't make sense to do anything until now and and it was time it was time to freshen things up and um, get some fresh ideas and fresh energy and and uh, and Dana is a hell of a coach what he did at Colgate um, speaks for itself he's thirty three years old he was the associate head coach there he essentially ran that program top to bottom um, and built a, a hell of a team, you know, led them to their first NCAA tournament in, in a long time, their first ECAC championship in 33 years, had some really good players, did a great job recruiting. He's very good with the players. He's a very good development guy. Um, and that was my focus is, is to go, go find a younger guy that really values player development player relationships um and that's exactly what dan is so he he's been a, a an unbelievable addition to our staff and um we're really lucky to have him ncaa did pass a new rule where you you can add a third paid assistant so that was kind of that role that that i that i brought dan in for 
Um, and then to replace Mike, we've uh, we've hired, and it won't be you know released because he won't start until July one. But we hired Albie O'Connell. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I guess the next question that that comes in with that is, uh, was the East Coast ties uh, a a point of emphasis for you uh, since you've been on the West Coast and have had plenty of you know western ties western canada and so forth and so on uh was the east coast uh thing from getting the, the coaches a, a a point of emphasis on your part when you made the no decision? no not at all i mean i mean Dan, if you look at colgate's roster they're they're heavy western canadian boys so dan has done a really good job of penetrating the western canadian market and then Albie, Albie's the best recruiter college hockey's has seen in probably the last 25 years. He's that good. You know, you look at all the players at BU that he recruited and Clayton Keller and Jack Eichel and Charlie McAvoy and the list goes on and on. It's, it's dumbfounding. Lane Hudson, I mean, that's his team that, that, right. that went to close and four. So he's as good as it gets as a recruiter. Um, and he's going to open doors for our program. Um, I mean, recruiting is global now, and, and that's exactly what he brings to the table is global connections, um, not just in the U.S. and Canada, but in in, in Europe. Um, so it, it's exciting. Obviously, we have resources in our program that we've never had and, and that we're just getting used to with mullet. Okay. Um, and so when you have two guys that can recruit at the level that they have have, have proven that they can, um, we're very excited for what's to come. Okay, Coach, you guys also released the schedule, and um, a couple things jumped out at me, um, and you told us to mission this year, and you're going to play uh, that team down south, as Paul likes to say, um, in an exhibition. So first and foremost, uh, how excited are you to bring them up and uh, and get a chance to uh, play an exhibition this year instead of last year and not being able to do that. Yeah, it, it worked out well for our schedule and the way things laid out. It's going to be great. You know, it's something we, you know, we we've started that first weekend the last I think five years, and um, and you watch teams kind of get into it with an exhibition, and and you're envious of what you can do and all the different looks you can get, and and you can play everybody, which we will. Uh, in that game, and and I think most importantly, uh, it's a great opportunity for U of A. It's a great opportunity for Chad and his kids to come up and get a Division One experience and play in mullet. You know, it'll be sold out. It'll be a great atmosphere. Uh, it'll be a great way for our guys to get that first kind of game day feel and routine out of the way. Um, and again, get 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 a lot of different looks and and different combinations and get everybody into a game before we start against Merrimack. So it'll be fun. Um, and, and it's something I think that more obviously NCAA teams are, are starting to do. You've seen Denver do it with Lindenwood before they jumped up. They did it with UNLV. They're playing Minot State this year. Liberty's been able to get some games against Division One opponents. So uh, we're excited about it. We really are. I think Minot's exhibitioning Colorado College in December in between semesters yeah. too. So um, – it's good. You know, when we can do it, we're going to do it. We, you know, how I feel about that. It's a great opportunity for the ACHA teams to grow and, and build a brand and, and, 
and what it does for their recruiting just to be able to tell recruits that, you know, for Chad to be able to tell recruits, hey, we're going to go play ASU's Division One team in Mullet. Um, he's going to get a couple recruits just because of that. So it's good for everybody. Um, it's good for growth. It's, 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 and, and who knows what it, what it could, you know, eventually maybe lead to. Well, that's what we're all hoping for, right? I mean, um, no matter what my feelings or, you know, any, any, any ASU hockey fans feelings are, we want that other team down there. We want that team to make the jump. We want them to, uh, we want you to continue that streak against them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Trust me. I just wanted to make sure we threw that in there. Yeah, I, I, I just want my 42nd win against U of A. I'm not, <laughs> who's, who's counting them? <laughs> no, nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. So Okay, so, so then you open up with Merrimack and Northern Michigan back-to-back weekends, which um, I thought last year uh, you were bold and um, aggressive in going up to Minnesota to play Duluth and Bemidji. Now you get a couple of really good teams, but you get them in your barn. Comfortable and happy yeah, with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, obviously, from a scheduling standpoint, I mean, if you're an ASU fan, I don't know how you couldn't really love this schedule. I mean, we have, including U of A, 27 home games. It's unheard of. And uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, the fruits of our labor over seven years is is all coming back to us this year from all the travel that we've done and all the trips that we're owed. Um, so we're really happy about that to be able to play in mullet. And it's been nice because it was it was weird last year. I mean, it, you know, to, to start out in the road, not do any of your training camp in the new barn, start out in the road four games, 10 days, and then unload and then just play. It felt like we were constantly trying to catch up. But this is has been an incredibly productive offseason in a lot of ways, obviously with the two great hires that uh, we were able to make in, in Dana and Albie. And then, um, you know, but most importantly, just just making Mullet our home, settling in, going and working there every day and, and really, really, you know, putting a stake in the ground and making it our home and, and having the guys be able to go and train and and develop there in the offseason. It's, it's our home now and it feels like home. And so now we're uh, we're going to be challenged with uh, making mullet an incredible home ice advantage moving forward, and there's no better year to do it than the one that we have 26 regular season games. Well, and 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 those are not easy games to start off with. Uh, Merrimack uh, had their best season in in, in years uh, this past season, and Northern Michigan was a game away from the tournament. So, um, and if if anybody thinks that uh, that those are, are cakewalks to start with, uh, you're not paying attention. No, they're great teams, great coaches. What Scotty Bork has done at Merrimack is incredible, and they didn't lose much. You know, they're, they're a top 15, you know, top 10, 15 team pretty much all year last year and damn near won Hockey East and, and made the NCAA tournament, and uh, they didn't lose much. They didn't lose much at all. They, they return a lot of talent, Alex Jeffries and – Capone and and uh, Ben Brar, I think, is back for a uh, fifth year, and so they have a ton of talent, and they're going to be very, very good. And I think they're probably going to be another NCAA tournament team this year. So to, to to get them and hopefully get a couple wins against them to start would be huge. Okay, so then you go on the road to Miami, and uh, that's never easy either, but. It's a road game, and then you're right back again to get Stonehill and Denver and Alaska Anchorage. So 
and then Providence. So you're going to spend pretty much the whole month of November at home, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the lion's share of the season's at home, you know, and, and you know, Miami will be fun. That's a team we've never played, so there's not many of those left. There's just a handful left, so we can check that off the list. But um, And it's close to my hometown of Indianapolis, so I'll have a lot of family and friends go to that game. But um, So, it, it, yeah, we, we love our schedule, and, and it's certainly not a, you know, you know I'm not a scheduler for the fan of heart. We like to challenge ourselves and um, – and 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 put ourselves in a position where if we just collect wins, we're getting into a tournament. Okay, I got to ask you about this one, and then okay. Paul's going to jump right back at me. But uh, the Adirondack Winter Invitational, do you have uh, a list of teams and opponents that are going to be in that um, December 29th and 30th tournament yet? Yeah, it's Clarkson, Cornell, and UMass. Wow. Just wow. Well, really good tournament. So it'll be fun. And in the 19th. The 1980 rink, correct? Yeah, it's it's in the rink. I said the, where the, the U.S. won the Olympic gold medal, and um, yeah, it'll be it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a lot of fun, and um, and then we come back and 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 obviously play in the Desert Classic. So to be able to compete in back to back tournaments for our guys next year while we're still an independent is is awesome, and and because um, they don't obviously going to do that at the end of the year for a conference yet, but. Um, so that's 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 going to be really cool. Uh, so in back to back tournament, you're going to have Clarkson, Cornell, UMass, UMass Lowell, Harvard, and Omaha. Yeah, pretty um, good fields. Yeah, I, I would say those are pretty good. Um, uh, that that that's almost a, that's a murderer's row right there, coach. And that's not even including the rest of your schedule. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, uh, when you sit there and 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 you, and you know the way things finished up last year, um, a couple of years ago when Denver didn't make the tournament, uh, they kind of came back almost pretty quickly, kind of with a chip on their shoulder. Have you noticed any of that with your your team uh, so far? If you've, I, I mean, I don't know when they're supposed to come around, et cetera. But have you noticed anything different about your team this year? Yeah, I, I, I think what's been most different is is a, the lion's share of our rosters here stayed here and, and they're training here, you know, with Leanne. And because they have such a world-class facility to train in now, where in the past, you know, we were a program where literally every player went home because they didn't want to skate at Oceanside over the summer. Right. You almost had to wear snowshoes to get on the ice there because <laughs> it was so slushy. But – um. So, you know, that's first and foremost. So to be able to enhance your culture by having guys stay in the offseason and lift in the offseason and be here when the freshmen get here, which they get here in a couple of weeks, is is huge for your culture and, and your team building. Um, and so that's the biggest difference that, that, that I've noticed. And, and we're really embracing that. I think it's going to pay off. But I think that, that most importantly, the guys that have been here now for two, three, four years, um, like they're pissed off, you know, because they, they walked into a situation where when they were recruited to Arizona State, they were walking into a situation where, you know, we made the tournament two years in a row. And and now we have a, a roster full of guys that have never played in a tournament at ASU. We have transfers coming in like Alex Young and, and you know, um, Kate Alami and, um, you know, Tyler Gratton and Brian Chambers that have all played in tournaments. 
at their, you know, respective prior schools. But um, everybody here at, at ASU, now that Como is gone, um, none of them have played in a tournament. So uh, they, they, they want to get us back there. That's what they came here to do, to play in NCAA tournaments and compete for national championships. And, um, and that's what they expect to do. Right, okay, so, so in a di- go ahead, Paul. No, I was going to say, um, if, if, you, if, you, if you could give us a quick thumbnail uh, on those guys that transferred in, you know, like maybe 30 or 60 seconds on, on, on each yeah. guy. Um, uh, you know, because I, I, to be honest with you, I did not expect you to bring in – not that I am the the ultimate expert and, you know, I'm not there, but to be honest, I didn't expect you to bring in as many as you are uh i just didn't get that feeling but obviously you are the the decision maker so if you can give us like a a thumbnail on these guys and and you know whatever you can pass on quickly to us so we can get through to other things yeah well we were looking for specific you know uh, really specific things mainly size and grit and and heaviness and when you when you talk about all those things and speed tyler gratton is is all that right? Is is he a kid that that's gonna come in here and score you know forty points? Probably not. But he was a he wore a letter at Penn State for a reason. They were not happy to lose him. They didn't want to lose him. They wanted him back for fifth year, and he wanted a new new setting. And he's a he's a tremendous leader. He he's just he plays hard. He's not easy to play against. Brian Chambers, same thing. He was going to be the returning, you know, first line center at UMass Lowell, and they wanted him back for a fifth year. He's big. He's unbelievable on faceoffs. He's gritty. He goes hard to the net. He lives in the blue paint. Um, again, reshaping your identity to what you really believe in, and, and what we believe in, and how we want to play, and how we want our fans to perceive us as being anything but soft. And that's what we went and, and got. You know, Brandon Tabakin and Kate Alami on the back are exactly that. And then obviously the, the the icing on the cake was Alex Young. If you can get anyone that scores twenty one goals in a season, like he did, and I mean, he's an absolute sniper, um, you got to take him. And he's a great kid, and he was a leader and a captain at Colgate as well. So um, we're thrilled with those five. It's probably one bigger than we thought it would be. I thought we'd probably bring in three or four. But again, you know, when when a kid like Alex becomes available, you got to go after him. You know, everybody in the country went after him, and when I say everybody, everybody went after him, and we were very fortunate to get him. Okay, so coach, that's your your experienced guys coming into the program. But how about the freshmen that that are coming in? Any changes there, or any guys that that you're bringing that you didn't think you'd bring, or guys that maybe were going to come that are going to wait a year? Not really. I mean, more, more, again, more along the same lines. A lot of really good identity guys, you know, guys like Cole Gordon, who was the captain in, in Minnesota Wilderness, big 6'2, 205 pound, two way center. He, 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 he's a shutdown guy. He's great on faceoffs. He blocks shots. He's north south. He's hard. He finishes every check. He's not easy to play against. Cole Helm who's an absolute truck and was in Dubuque. He's not a point guy, but he's not going to be easy to play against. Finishes every check. Very, very tough kid. Anthony Akili um, flies like like nobody's business. He's probably the fastest skater in junior hockey this year in any, in any league, and he's just relentless on the puck. And, and um, 
again, guys that fill that identity. The guy that I'm really excited about is Kyle Smolin, who was the captain in Fargo and has been committed to us for a long time. And and he's also cut from that same cloth. He's he's you know he was about a forty point guy in the USHL, which is which is really good. But he just plays hard. He, he plays down the middle. He's blue collar. He's gritty. He goes to dirty areas. He takes pride in the defensive side of the puck. Um, and then I think two guys in the back end that are that are probably the headliners that are very very high end players that could have gone literally anywhere they wanted. We won some major recruiting battles against. Blue Bloods for, for these two guys are, are Anthony Dowd and Josh Niedermeyer. I can't recognize those names at all, Coach. I, I have uh, no clue. <laughs> uh, those very unfamiliar last names to me. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> um, okay, do they, so. Do they, do they have to be uh, related to the New Jersey Devils? Huh? Is, is, is that something <laughs> that you look for when, uh, when, yeah, when well, you go out and recruit these guys? Yeah, we were lucky to get Josh. Josh is he's he's big and he can skate and he and he he he's defends incredibly well. He plays hard, um, you know. And if we can keep his brother healthy, um, his brother's going to be a hell of a player for us. So hopefully Jackson finds his way this year and 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 stays off the the IR and and takes a step because he he can really help our team. Well, that was going to be the next question: yeah. is is do we have a health update on Jackson because? Yeah, he's he's a hundred percent. He's he's ready to go. He's ready to go and and training hard. And um, he's a he's a, he is a special talent. And people here haven't been able to see it because for two years he's just, he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. He's had a lot of unnecessary, unfortunate string of events that that have you know he was just starting to come into his own on the back end and and played great against Colgate and then really good against CC and then and then obviously heard himself in the first period against North Dakota and he was out for the year because I thought you really missed his ability to get the puck out of your defensive zone after he went down. He's really good. He he has the ability to be a top pair of D he's, he's that skilled. He's that talented. He's, he's big. He can skate. He can rip a puck. He can break pucks out. He's, he's, he's got the ability to be a top pair of D for anyone. And um, so you're right. We did miss him amongst many other guys, um, but but we missed him. He was kind of that first big injury, and then it just kind of you know snowballed from there with guys like Charlie Shane, who we really missed too. I mean, Charlie, you know, people forget how good he was in his first nine games, you know, and how poised he was with the puck and his speed, and just he, he plays a possession game. He was such a big part of getting off to a pretty good start. Um, and then losing him, you know, after after North Dakota did not help at all either. Coach, can I uh, jump back to the schedule just for a minute? Because maybe a lot of people uh, out here in the West aren't familiar with three teams you're going to play this year. Two of them at home and one back on the road. And I know you have connections to all of them, but one in particular. Um, uh, Stonehill coming in and Augustana coming in, relatively new programs. And then going to Robert Morris, which is not a new program, but kind of a new program. So um, your thoughts about getting a chance to play against Derek again? It's going to be fun. It's going to be, it's going to be a really fun weekend. My whole family is going to go out. Obviously, Isabel will, will live at his house again. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic. Um, but he, he's done a great job built, rebuilding that program, and I, I think they're going to be good right away. Their decor is really good. Um, so him and his assistant, Matt Nicholson did a really good job piecing together that roster. And 
I think they're going to win some games this year. So we're, we're going to have our hands full there going on the road. Um, Augustana, obviously, in their first year. Garrett's had a couple years to really plan this thing out and build it up. And I know he's going to do a great job, and they're going to be a really good first-year team. And then, obviously, Stonehill sh- should be interesting. You know, it's it's their first year. Uh, it, Dana Borges' dad is their head coach, David right. Borges. So that's going to be an interesting weekend, too. Well, listen, I, 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 I don't lie. I, I, I don't deny it. I've called them team mystery because you didn't really see them much at all last year um, as they kind of transitioned to Division One. Um, I, I assume that he's now had a chance to do what what uh, Garrett Rayborn has done over at uh, at Augustana and had a chance to, to get a full recruiting – two recruiting seasons there now, right? Up at Stonehill? Did somebody lose me? Yeah, I, 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 my phone was ringing there and you, <laughs> okay. you, well, you, yeah, well, I just, you yeah, I just, like, so you completely cut out. So, uh, okay, so, no problem. Yeah. Did you, did you hear the question or do I need, no, to I, I didn't hear, I didn't hear it. Sorry. Okay. Uh, no, I just, uh, I've called Stonehill team mystery because you didn't see or hear much about them last year, even though they were officially uh, a D1 team. Um, has he had a chance to be like, like August down and now and have two recruiting seasons? To get his roster filled, yeah, I think he's he's had two. So yeah, um, I I don't I don't know what to expect out of them. I really don't. You know, um, nobody but, does. That's uh, why I asked. Yeah, I, you know, I know they're playing a full schedule though. Um, so the games right. account for pair wise, and 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 at the end of the day, for us, that's what we need, and that's all that matters. So and 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 like I always do, it, it it's I think everybody has an obligation to play the new programs and help them and and get them you know, their schedules filled out um, so they can, they can build the programs. All right. So uh, the, because Scott likes the schedules and I like to hear about the players. Uh, how much better is Ryan Alexander going to be this year? He was pretty damn good last year. That's what I mean. Um, it's, it's hard to be much better than he was last year, but, but I now think he's got he, the I, experience. Yeah. I think he's going to be even better. I think, he, you know, obviously we're going to be able to surround him with a lot more depth, um, a lot more depth. We had no depth last year with the injuries that we had, and um, so he was he was thrust into a role that maybe early on he wasn't quite ready for, but he handled it incredibly well. And um, he's just a, he's just a freaking really good hockey player. So really excited about him, and I think he's going to have a really big year. Coach, you talked about Jackson Niedermeyer and his recovery status, but when we talked in January, February, and you were giving me the laundry list of guys that had major um, medical procedures, I'll say, uh, how many of those guys are coming back, and, and are they all healthy right now, or are there still guys that need to get... I think the coach's phone was ringing again, Scott. Yeah, I don't know what the heck was going on there, but no, <laughs> I, I I heard the, I heard the okay. question. It keeps um, th- they're all good, you know. I think one that 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 really really hurt us was obviously Matthew Copperud, you know. And I mean, when you have twenty two goals and 
in his sophomore year and, and then last year at no point was he healthy. You know, when he played, it was it was literally on one leg and he did the best that he could. And um, so he he he's going to be ready to go. I think he's healthier now than he's been at any point since he's been at ASU. So he, he can do things with his leg that he's never been done before. He's in great shape. He's in the best shape of his life. Um, I think he's poised to have a really big year for us. Charlie's completely healthy. He's going to be a big player for us. Obviously, Jackson Edermeyer, we spoke about. Uh, Benji Eckerly um, has battled a, a, an injury and really battled one f- really for the most of the year last year, but he gutted through it because we just needed bodies. Um, and uh, and he's feeling good. So, you know, all those guys that, that had major, major, you know, injuries and required surgeries and had season-ending injuries, they're all going to be okay. All right. We always talk about, uh, well, for, for six years, we talked about a new building. That's done now, so I don't have to ask you about that. But uh, the conference thing, with all the conversations out there right now, any progress on that that you can divulge yet, or are we close? Um, I would say that, that if you're reading the tea leaves, the tea leaves are probably pretty damn accurate. Okay. Ah, okay. Okay. Um, that 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 throws the the questioning in a different direction because um, it, it does um, you know be make things very interesting. Um, and I, and I'll say this as as you say that the tea leaves are seem to be accurate. We're we're sitting here. And there are, I was at 62, 63. I, I keep, can't keep the numbers straight. Um, how much talk goes on amongst the coaches uh, in terms of how do we do this and keep encouraging new schools to, 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 to bring on programs, knowing that the best way for, for teams to, to survive is making sure everybody's in a league, et cetera. And does anybody talk about, and, and we kind of say this jokingly once in a while, but we're really serious, somebody kind of standing up and being the voice for college hockey and be, getting everybody in the room and saying, okay, guys, we have to do this. We have to make sure that the programs with, the, with fewer resources can survive and thrive and, 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 and get that taken care of so we can actually grow college hockey. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's certainly always a discussion point with everybody. Um, but, but I, and I, and I get that side of it because, because we've been on the outside looking in. Right. And, right. Um, but I also get the other side of it. It's not as easy as just, you know, X, Y, Z school saying we're going division one. Oh, well, we need to open our league doors to them. It's not, it's not as easy as that. There's so much right. that goes into joining a league. Um, and, and and when you join a league, the league has to make a decision, you know, in its best interest, in its student-athletes' best interest. And they're not just going to take a, a, a new program in for the sake of saving a new program that just came in. They have to put themselves first. It's just how it works. And I, and I we get that. We do. We, we've lived it. Um, there has to be reciprocal value when you add a, a team to a league. Um, and so, you know, do I want to see all these schools, you know, get into leagues? Absolutely. So they survive, but it doesn't mean that they will, 
you know, and, and, um, you know, and, and, and every league has its different reasoning and, and way about going, going about things. But, but, uh, you know, if you look, if you look at like an August Stana, for example, like they, they, they literally have done everything right. Everything. They've done everything right from having a building from day one, hiring a great coach and giving them a couple of years to plan things out. They're in the CCHA from day one. So they had everything lined up before they went where, you know, I'm not saying we didn't do everything right, but we definitely flew by the seat of our pants in many respects right. because we didn't have an arena. We didn't have a league, but we just jumped into it anyway and and decided to take the approach that, that look, we're going to have to figure some things out as we go. And it took us, you know, seven years to get a, a building and it's going to take us eight or nine to, to get in a league and we're going to get in a league and, and you're going to see that happen soon. So we figured it out, but it took us time, you know, and, and um, that, so there's no ideal, there's no perfect model, you know, right. and it's just how it works. And, and we want to, we want to make sure, you know, I, I love seeing Stonehill and Lindenwood and, and LIU and all these, these, these great, you know, teams come in, but, but now I, I want to see, some big dogs come in. I want to see Georgia and Alabama and, and, right. and, and UCLA and UNLV and Washington. And that, that's where we got to get this thing to. And I think, I think we can be a very good first step or the, the domino that makes that happen. I always said, when we get a building, I think people's ears are going to perk up. You know, when they see that we generated $3.2 million in ticket revenue in our first year, and we were second in college hockey, in ticket revenue next to just North Dakota, it's going to, it's going to raise a lot of eyebrows, you know, and um, I mean, we are a revenue sport and we're, we're a revenue sport by a country mile and one of only three at a power five institution with basketball and football. So if we can do it, why can't UCLA do it? If we can do it, why can't Utah do it or Colorado or Oregon? I mean, they, they can, they can all do it. And, and, and I, believe in my heart of hearts if they do it right they'll be revenue sports at their institutions um have you had you don't have to tell me by who and i wouldn't expect you to but have you had people from those places come and visit and have meetings and that sort of stuff i wouldn't say anything anything very advanced i think right. that, that they're paying attention i mean they it's hard not to um it's hard not to when, when we have such a great facility with so much, you know, publicity behind it with the coyotes playing there. And everybody knows, everybody knows out West what Mullet arena is. It's, 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 it's a hockey arena on ASU's campus, you know, and obviously having the NHL there has helped raise that awareness. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think people are paying attention. Right. Coach, final one, thing. final one for me, Paul, and then you can get your last All one right. in. Um, I, I have to ask you how big of a uh, feather in the cap of Arizona State hockey would would Joey uh, winning a Calder Cup be? That's part one. And part two is how nice is it to see all these guys up in Idaho with the Steelheads going all the way in the ECHL and nearly winning the championship there too? It's It's got to be good for your program, correct? Yeah, it is. It's great. It's great. It's great for us, but it's most importantly great for them. You know, we're happy for them and – seeing guys move on and have success at higher levels is, is partly, partly what it's all about, you know, and whether it's hockey or, or, or career or whatever, that's what you want as a coach. You want to see, you want to see your guys move on and, and be successful in life. And, and obviously those guys in Idaho had a hell of a run and 
Wade Murphy, I was just texting with him yesterday, was unbelievable in the playoffs. And so to see Wardo do what he did and then Bex and near him, then obviously Como did, he didn't get into many of the playoff games. And I mean, even a kid like Patrick Kudla, he was committed here and, and ended up never playing college hockey. But um, so there is all kinds of ASU hockey ties up, up in Idaho. It's crazy. David Norris played there. Um, and, and then obviously Joey went in a Calder cup. I think, you know, is it good for us? Sure. It, it absolutely is. It, it's, it's a feather in our cap, but what winning a Calder cup and, 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 and how he's playing on this stage is going to do for his career moving forward. Um, is going to be unbelievable, and, and and the best is yet to come for Joey. He, he he's he's got everything in front of him still. All right. Well, as as we sit here now, all right, um, and 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 we look at things, and like I said I, I look at the, the 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 schedule, and and. And I, I hate to be Scott because I, I know how coaches think, but um, is 25 a number that you think it's going to take? Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's 25 to 26, 25 to 26, somewhere in that range. Um, you know, with, with, with what we have, 30, 36 games this year? Yeah, 36. Is it 30, 38? I'm sorry, 38. Yeah. Um, I was 39 with U of A, but 38 to count. So, yeah, you know, I think it's that, you know, we love our team. We really, really love our team. I, I like how we, we, you know, we reshaped our identity in many ways and um, we're excited. I think we all have a chip on our shoulder, um, you know, and, and God bless Josh. He, he's a Sun Devil for life and I love the kid and he's going to, I think, get NHL games this year. He may even make that team out of the gates. But, you know, I think people, because we lost him, um, right. want to just automatically assume that, that that's a reason to throw in the towel. And it's, it's, it's quite the contrary. So um, we're excited, you know, and, and uh, we like being doubted. And, and we like when, when, when we have some naysayers saying we're not going to be any good. That's generally when, when uh, we, we, we prove them opposite. So we're excited for that and, and to, to, to get back to the NCAA tournament. Uh, and you have four road games against NCHC teams this year, and and you know people don't understand, and and we, that when you win road games against teams from that conference, that definitely boosts up your pairwise. Oh yeah, yep, it does. Yep, it absolutely does. And all the road games are going to be really important for us. We got to be better. We we obviously struggled on the road last year. You know, a lot of really close one goal losses, overtime losses. Um, too many. I think we had between, I think it was either 12 or 13 one goal losses or empty net losses last year, which is just ridiculous. So we just couldn't find a way to win those close games, especially on the road. And that's got to be a point of emphasis with us this year. Get off to a good start, you know, hopefully in that series against Miami and, uh, and get our guys comfortable playing away from all it. Coach, we always appreciate your time. Uh, we'll look forward to October 6th when you uh, play the exhibition against Arizona. But fill in our fans on when your guys will be uh, starting classes and when they'll be on the ice and when you can actually work with them and, and start developing the Sun Devils for the 23-24 season. Yeah, the freshmen get here June 26th, and, and they'll start their off-ice program and, and go to summer school 
A lot of the veterans are here. Some of them going back for a few weeks to visit their family, which they should do. But I'm pretty much the whole team will be here minus the transfers um, at the end of June. Transfers, it's always tough because they live off campus and leases don't generally start until August. So transfers always come in a little later. It's just, it's just, it's just a reality because they don't have a place to live. So, um, you know, so, so those guys will get here in August. I think Gratton's going to come, um, in July. He, he got a, a lease to start early, but, um, and then we can't start working with the players until uh, that's Thursday, August 17th, I believe. So we can't get on the ice with the guys until the first day of classes, which is, is uh, what I believe is August 17th. But we're, we're, we're we're really we're rejuvenated in so many ways, and and you know the 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 stress of the arena and moving in and not knowing what to expect. Like you know, last off season is behind us. Um, we really made this place our home. We enjoy going there every day. You know, two new great coaches on staff with with obviously Alex Hicks and myself. Um, a lot of great new ideas and new energy and uh, recruiting philosophy and and contacts and. Uh, it, it's it's been a great, a really really good off season for us. So we're we're uh, chomping at the bit to get going, and and we can't wait for August. Yeah, well, that, and we all that know it's going to start with your softball win, right, or your wiffle ball win. Yeah, that's a given. <laughs> that's a given. That's a given every year. Yeah. yeah. Um, one last, the last one from me, coach, just because we 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 see it with players on the ice, and it's a question that gets asked all the time. Um, about uh, a team coming together. Um, this is the first time you're going to be in a long time. You're going to be coaching with different guys. Now I know um, that you have a, a pretty good relationship with with uh, with Albie O'Connell. Yep. Um, the the how long does it take coaches to get kind of get used to the feel for each other? Well, that's, that's all part of, of me being a leader and, and getting these guys accustomed to what the expectation is and incorporating them and empowering them and their ideas into what we're going to do, you know? And, and so we have already done that. We, you know, we, we communicate every day. Um, obviously, Albie doesn't start till July 1. He can't right. start because of the rule where right. you can add that third coach. But, um, but we talk every day. We talk every day and – the nice thing about Albie and Dana um, is, is I've been friends with them for years, you know, good friends. And so right. we have really good relationships um, that extend beyond obviously just work. Um, they're great people. We enjoy being around each other and, um, and, and they're, they're thrilled they, you know, they, they know, they know that, that, that they can come in here and make a huge impact and, and, and take this thing to the next level. We're, we're going in now, I think, you know, you could call this year the beginning of kind of phase two, you know, Sun Devil Hockey at the NCAA level. We we have our arena. The conference thing is going to get solved. You know, we've added two incredibly talented, highly sought-after coaches that, that could have gone a lot of places this offseason and, and chose to want to come here because they know what we're capable of and they're confident in their abilities to get us to where I want this program to go. And so uh, the synergy is already really good and we'll continue to work on that synergy and, and hopefully perfect it by the time we drop the puck. Coach, I always appreciate your time. Firebirds fans out there, this is where Joey Decord got his start. So uh, just remember that. Coach, uh, thanks as always. We'll catch up with you again before the start of the season, okay? Yep, thanks, guys. Have a great Thanks, time. Coach. 
All right, that's the head coach from Arizona State University. I know we're running long. We'll get uh, a few of our partners in right now, and then Paul and I will come back to wrap things up on the College Hockey West Live podcast. We'll be right back. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Jake Gensel. Gensel. Banks it towards the goalie. Score. Gail McCarr. Gail McCarr. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious, man. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe and 592 West White Mountain Boulevard in Pine Top, as well as its Ghost Kitchen in Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios, it's ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey West Weekly. 
All right, we're back. Scott Strandy with you in Palm Springs, California tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein on Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, we don't have much time, so I'll quickly get your recap in just a second. Um, I'm going to say two things. I'm going to continue to read tea leaves, and right. I'm going to get myself some new glasses because how could I mistake PJ Morocco for Chris Grando? <laughs> I, I can't even. I don't even want to do that. It's just, I so uh, PJ, I, I am so I sorry, my man. Uh, everything happened uh, so quickly. As I told you, when I saw the kid outside, and he's a kid, he's a young man. I saw him outside the building with skates. I'm going like, who is this guy? Uh, I should know who he is. And when he snuck up on me in the building, uh, the media room, I was going like, oh my goodness. And if you look at their pictures, Paul, that they're pretty close. So an old man with bad glasses, I can see where he got that screwed up. But anyway, PJ Morocco is the is the ice crew guy here. So PJ, I am so sorry. Chris, I'm sorry I put you in that spot. Um, but anyway, that's what happens when you're old. Well, yeah, I certainly know all about that. But um, no, uh, as usual, the coach is is a fountain of information, and 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 I appreciate that. Uh, Aaron gives it to us straight, or at least as straight as he can. Um, you know, confirming some things, uh, including uh, adding an, another coach, and 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 I I'm he I don't have to tell him that that or anybody that listens to us on a regular basis or anybody that knows me that is uh, I can't I, I'm ready for the season to start right now. Yeah, okay, so, you are, but but I'm not. I want to see Joey win a Calder Cup for no, no, sorry. No, I get sorry, you I got a little allegiance to that now. <laughs> now. You understand what I'm getting at. I'm I do, I do. Yeah. Uh, let, let's so, let them get yeah. the guys on campus, get working on June 26th. How close is that? That's, that's ridiculously um, close. That's before the draft. It's about two weeks. Yeah, it's about two, it's two weeks. Yeah, the NHL draft is the 27th, 28th. I believe, or 28th and 29th. Yeah, and, you know. We didn't even get into that. How many how many players does he have that are draft eligible and might get their name called in Nashville this year? Well, I, listen, I always look out for that. Um, I, I think that, um, you know, we just like to see some logos next to the name when they put the lineup charts out. And I think, you know, we'll, we'll see more and more of that. And, and, and being in a league, which – they hope to be soon, or at least according to the coach, will be soon. Um, and and bringing in the, the guys to expand the recruiting base. Um, look out! I mean, it's just you know, uh, you know, once that final problem is solved, um, you know, look out because here 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 they come. And, uh, and I'm going to give you two things to to, to take to heart uh, before that solved. Because we know that's coming now. Coach said it was coming, so I trust what he says. Um, they have two tournaments, and he made it very clear that he wants those guys to have a chance to win some tournaments and play in some tournaments. So that's a big thing. And secondly yeah, like is they're, uh, they're going to be playing a lot of home games, and they're going to start at home, and it's going to be more traditional with an exhibition. And then, uh, and then, yes, exactly. So there's a lot more to play for, and I hate to even use that term, but a lot more to play for for the players this year than maybe any other year because they know they have some tournaments, some big-time tournaments. You talked about the, the teams that are going to be playing those two weekends. Holy cripes. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. ready to go I mean, see tonight. Uh, well, all I know is this. Those, 
those tournaments back to back are, you know, it could very easily uh, be uh, very akin to regional and a frozen four back to back. So um, with those kinds of teams in it and then uh, go and, and have a couple of home games against Cornell, that's that's going to be a big big pairwise uh oh, set of weekend oh yeah yeah I, the super 16 is going to be just going crazy those two weeks three weeks i, I don't think i'll start that till january oh. <laughs> you're gonna start it in august this year uh, no no chance <laughs> all no right chance. take it away before we get cut off by the pod bean folks from the summer skate studios behind the mask college hockey west live on the Ice Time Hockey West.com network, brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, available at the two locations, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, as well as 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.tv, Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com and let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find that house at your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, is live every week on the Podbean app and is available along with all of our weekly podcasts for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, to find any of our shows subscribe, rate, and review the shows, or just tell a friend to help others find the podcasts. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. Our thanks to the head coach from Arizona State University, Greg Powers, for joining us tonight, giving us a lot of great insight as always. This is where it all started, folks. Uh, we started with Arizona State coverage. We expanded, but we will never forget our roots, and uh, that is firmly based at Arizona State University. So great to have him on. Good luck to the uh, Firebirds and, of course, Joey Decord, the Sun Devil alum. And, and good luck to P.J. Morocco. Keep moving that ice for right now because uh, that stride looked really good. I'll tell you that right off the get-go. All right, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.